1: All right, Jesse, are you ready for rapid fire? Have we hit that portion of the show? I think we have. I think
2: it's time. I think all it's time. Right. Let's do this thing. I Let's added a late one on you, so I hope that you like Ooh, it. Oh,
1: did you? Good. I was hoping you would. I was, because <laughs> at a certain point, like you just kind of get writer's block when it comes to writing out these questions and doing all these different things. So I'm glad that you went in there and made it your own. I found something
2: that was very much trending today, and I was like, ah, let's just throw it in there. Oh,
1: I did see that. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't hear it, though, so you might have to give me the update, but I did see something along those lines.
2: All right. Everyone's favorite thing to talk about.
1: Uh, Of course it is. Of course. (laughs) Pretty popular in my house, I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Three daughters. But uh, anyway. All right. Here we go. First question. And this is also from the... uh, from the the Jesse Stiers brain, okay? So scale of one to 10, how impressed are you that J.D. Bertrand was clocked as the fastest linebacker at 20.02 miles per hour, Sam Hartman was the fastest quarterback at 18.9 miles per hour, and Maris Leofal was the second fastest defensive lineman at the Senior Bowl.
2: Yeah, so I'll take these one at a time. I was 10 out of 10 surprised that J.D. Bertrand was clocked as the fastest linebacker at day one of the Senior Bowl just because Peyton Wilson is also amongst the linebackers um, at the Senior Day Bowl. And, and if people don't remember the name Peyton Wilson, he's that uh, North Carolina State linebacker that I think everyone saw – you know who did he run down? I can't remember who he ran down for Notre Dame. Was it Tobias? I think he ran down. Oh, Tobias. Oh yeah, I remember that. And yeah, it, yeah, it became yeah. a huge talking point. <clears throat>
1: yeah.
2: Uh, talk, you know, basically talking about you know how how slow Tobias was, but Peyton, like that guy, runs like a four three or a four four. I'm pretty sure. And you know that's elite speed. To, so to see J D Bertrand clocked higher than him was a ten out of ten. And you know Sam Hartman was also a ten out of ten because I didn't expect him to be the QB moving the quickest uh, out there as well. I'm, and I'm not saying Sam Hartman is slow. I just didn't peg him as the guy that was the fastest on the field uh, amongst quarterbacks. And Did then, you see how slow Bo Nix ran? <laughs> I've also seen a lot of underthrown Bo Nix footballs as well. Ooh. I I've, I have not heard good things coming out of senior day in terms of um, Bo Nix. And then, you know, last but not least, Maris Leofile, he was actually the least surprising, but... What I will say, Vince, the part that, that caught me the most off guard about Maris is that did you notice where they lumped his his speed in at?
1: Defensive line.
2: Defensive line. That was yeah. the surprising part to me. And this was a big thing that we talked about yesterday. I don't see Maris Leophal as a true true linebacker at the next level. And so, you know, to for that conversation, I, I think it it kind of backed that up by seeing his name lumped in with the defensive line that that doesn't that's not by accident right like no. maris leafell is running through with the defensive lineman and not
1: linebackers i was actually because I, I think the way they the, the way they did this is they they had like those uh you know those trackers on yeah and that was like, like their name does at practice right that was like the max speed that they hit throughout practice so it wasn't like it wasn't full a out like everyone's line. trying
2: to run their fastest right.
1: so that you know you, you take those numbers for what they're worth and, you know, you may go through an entire I mean, you've been in, in plenty of college uh, football practice. Listen, I'll tell you,
2: the fastest I was ever running was in a, when a running back hit a wheel route and I was in a man route and he got past me. I was running pretty fast trying to keep up with that.
1: that and, <laughs> and that is exactly what happened to J.D. Bertrand in because I saw a clip and they it, before that, before the rep even started, the announcers were like, J.D. Bertrand doesn't have a prayer here. Not one linebacker in the country. As a prayer in the open field <laughs> against a running back with nobody else on the field, it was it's my like,
2: least favorite period of practice. I'll right. tell you that.
1: Like it was one on one, and all he did was take a, like a quick inside move and then wheel route, and he's just like trying to catch up. And there, you know what's no so
2: funny chance. about that technique that they teach you that you're <clears> supposed to do as a linebacker to run with them in those situations is essentially you're supposed to punch the guy in the chest and kind of get your hit turned at the same time and be able to kind of run with them slow stride around. for stride. It, yeah. it, let me just tell you, trying to get a hold of a running back in open space when they can right. literally cut wherever they want is damn the, near impossible.
1: And the other 10 guys aren't on the field anywhere right. for them to there's, run into. There's, or There's
2: nothing else.
1: Right. That You are setting the offense up for success in that particular drill, and that is exactly what happened. And J.D. Bertrand got on his horse, and he was even with, with, with Marshawn Lloyd, I believe is who it was thanks to Ryan he was even with him but he wasn't catching him and <laughs> I think that's where the 20 miles an hour uh you know came into play so you know I would be very interested to see how fast these guys are in in a straight line kind of a situation like maybe at, yeah maybe
2: JD Bertrand's just really good at geometry you know the angles and <laughs> that sort well, of stuff
1: here's the other thing though JD Bertrand is actually pretty dang fast he's quick he's very he's not quick. slow. No, and he's proven that time and time again and he's got this rap that he's like this slow white guy and that is not the case at all, <laughs> at all. And so I don't I'm sure he didn't prove anybody wrong by being the fastest guy day one or whatever, but this should enhance people's opinion of the speed of J.D. Bertrand. That's all I'm going to say. And look, J.D. Bertrand could end up being a hell of a special teams guy in the NFL. <laughs> he could. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that, Ryan. He says, Vince hit 36 miles an hour today chasing a juvenile delinquent at work. You're not little far too off. A little too close there for comfort. huh? Vince? Yeah. little. You hit a little too close to home on that one, Ryan. Got home an hour <laughs> late, later than normal because I had to deal with something <laughs> at work. So, just saying. But uh, But they even have now, at the high school level, they have these laser time deals where they get That's what i mean jobs. i would have
2: been screwed i would have been <laughs> even slower
1: they do these like flying tens is what they call them so you yeah. get like a running start and you hit like this 10 yard mark and you you know name whatever and then they post it on the wall man like everyone can see it baby oh yeah there's some fast kids man i i, I don't wish they I would trust have done it, that but... when
2: i was around you know they use more of the analytics and technology and posting right. stuff around the school and making it a competition like there's a couple teachers have so cool. too.
1: There's a couple teachers. They got like an over 40 group and like an o- over 30 group. There is
2: definitely one teacher during my time that would have very much loved <laughs> to do that. Like he was my freshman year English teacher. And the amount of times that he challenged me to push-ups in the middle of class. Is Are you serious? Name, more than you name. would expect. Uh, Mr. Weaver, Heath Weaver.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I've thought about getting in there and then I start jogging and I'm like, yeah, I need to work out for a while. Before
2: well, I, I gotta give it to, to the it. guy; he was strong. Like he'd come into the weight room and rep out two twenty
1: five. Really? Like, like, all right.
2: Yeah, he no put on kidding. his gloves and everyone's like, "Oh, oh this he's dude, one of those. this oh, dude." And on. then he would rep out two twenty five, <laughs> and I'm like, "All right."
1: I gotta, I gotta take on the over forty crowd at school. I think that's don't
2: pull a the hamstring then. Might though. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> give it, give go through a, like a five day stretch routine Man. before you decide to do
1: any of that running. I mean, seriously. Seriously, my son goes to speed training and uh there's thir- over 3000 kids in the school. He's top 10 nice. in speed. I'm uh, proud of him. I had no idea. it a very fast. big school. I had no I had no idea he was fast. he ran 20 and a half miles an hour. I was like, "Wow, okay." But uh anyway, I digress. Let's uh which tab, which one of the 1000 tabs do I have to open? Here we go. All right, next question. is dominating the first two days of senior
2: bowl practice <laughs> is blank, is surprising to most, but not surprising to me. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I think we uh, here's the thing that Cam Hart is reminding me of players like, um, who who is it, Romeo Quora? Um, who else would be another guy up there? Um, I, I don't know, I had a good one earlier, but. What I'm trying to get at is like like Romeo Cora at Notre Dame. like He showed flashes of being yeah, good. He
1: was solid. Well, he was, he, he was, was a solid player. Yes. But
2: I don't think anyone thought, oh, this guy's going to go to the NFL and he's going to be a consistent right. NFL player. But I think the more exposure that Cam Hart gets, the only that's only going to be better for him. The only thing that was holding him back was consistently staying healthy. And if you can't consistently stay healthy, sure. then you can't get those reps to learn. And to me, the, only, the best way to learn – are those actual reps, right? And so, I, again, I, I think it might be surprising to a lot of people, but given the stage and given his healthiness, I think he's only going to show why he is, you know, a, a premier cover guy uh, in the in college football and potentially at the NFL level.
1: Well, I, I was I was demoted from president to vice president of the Cam Hart fan club uh, <laughs> by, by a certain person, and I'm okay with that. Uh, this this other person has full rights to being the president, and that, that I, I I appreciate that. But I have always been a Cam Hart fan, and you're right. the The medicals are what you know slow him down as far as his draft, you know, stock and all of that, because you know the shoulder and everything else. His measurables, like his physical measurables, he's a long, lanky the charts guy. man. Like he's fast, he's long, he's lanky, he's got good instincts, he tackles well, he does all the things that you need to do, and we knew going in, or at least most people knew going in that the senior bowl practices were going to be critical for cam Hart. They're going to be absolutely critical for him. And he has done nothing but show out in the first two games. All the clips that I've seen of cam Hart and one-on-ones and everything else have been very impressive, very impressive. So he's doing it at the right times. He's healthy. He's probably going to do really well at the combine with all his measurables. I just think that, This is only going to see his stock rise. Now, he's going to have to overcome some of those medicals. Like, I get that. But he's had over a year now of being healthy. And that's going to be very key in whoever's going to take him. (laughs) Excuse me, whoever's going to take him in the draft. But he's only helping himself, man. He has looked really, really good. Really good. Surprising no one that knows Cam Hart. Let's put it that way. All right. (laughs) The obligatory Cubs question buy or sell the Cubs be the front runner to sign Cody Bellinger and why it's Scott Boris's fault. <laughs> um, I
2: if you would have asked me this at the end of the season, I would have said sell. If you asked me this now, I'm gonna have to say buy because really there's nothing left on the table uh, in terms yeah. of what the Cubs can go out and get. And I told you kind of when we a- a- assessed this situation when the season was over. Don't want the Cubs to overpay, but I think Cody Bellinger could be a valuable player yeah. on that team. Like he shouldn't be like you could get Cody Bellinger and three other critical pieces and not just Cody Bellinger. And I think that's the route that they've kind of taken is, you know, they signed that Japanese pitcher. Um, they've done some other small things here and there. And so as long as they don't overpay, you know, Cody Bellinger, I I'm, I do see him as being the front runner because, you know, the Cubs being the front runner because he had a resurgence in his career with Chicago yeah. um his hitting coach that he likes is also the hitting coach for Chicago and so I just think there's a lot of you know this is a good situation for both sides and I think he could get some sort of bargain deal if you're the Cubs compared to you know him trying to go out and test the waters with some other teams
1: yeah I think this is actually going to work out very well in the Cubs favor because they're not really competing against anybody else right so the teams that like supply thought, and demand demand yeah. is, is not very high right now and it could have bit them in the butt by waiting but it feels to me like it's benefiting them now for waiting because they could have signed him to a massive contract because they were looking for over $200 million, right? They could have signed him for a massive contract early on in the free agent you know, uh, you know, period, and they decided to wait. And frankly, the Cubs got a little bit lucky that nobody else is putting a bid in for Cody Bellinger. So this could go one of a couple ways, right? He goes someplace else. Obviously, that's one of the ways. Number two, he could sign like a four or five-year deal with the Cubs at a much more affordable rate than $200 million, obviously. Or three, he signs another one-year deal you know, with the Cubs and hopes that he can raise his stock again and, and go through free agency again. Obviously, the ideal spot for the Cubs is like a four or five-year deal for X amount of money that's not going to break the bank and it's not going to hurt them in years four and five of that deal which also allows them to go out and do something else. So, hey, man, I think this is working out in the Cubs' favor for once. Their their patience (laughs) is working out, which is kind of scary. Doesn't usually happen that way. All right. Notre Dame released the number choices for incoming players as well as newcomers. I don't know (laughs) if you guys talked about this yesterday or not. We did a little bit. Okay. So your favorite selection by all of the players there's like 25 different players so your favorite selection for the number choice is what
2: Jordan Faison going from 8 Ugh. to 50 I think that uh he's going to look fabulous in that number or sorry 8 to 5 um I think he's going to look fabulous in that number 5 or number 5 I got myself yeah. all confused now yeah, you did. um a lot of people are saying <laughs> I just kind of want to debunk this this myth I think that Ooh. people have floating around that like he's going to look faster I don't think a number no. Has anything to do with how fast you look on the field, right? I just think you look smoother doing it. I think you look maybe a little bit like crisper. And I think that 80 looks a little clunky on his kind of smaller frame. So I think he is a single-digit kind of guy. But it does have I don't think there's any correlation <laughs> with how fast a guy is, uh you know, just based off of their numbers. So I gotta say that. But number five was my favorite number growing up. Um, I wore it as a linebacker um i couldn't fit the number five jersey i think it was a medium and so i had to resort to wearing what i usually wore in baseball which was 25 and so i I am i'm a big fan of the number five and the variation 25 so it's an easy win for me uh, picking phase in this case
1: we squeezed your ass into five for freshman
2: year though man you remember how tight that jersey it was so (laughs) guys it was so tight i would have to people would i'd have to put my arms up after games and people would have to take my my shoulder pads and uniform hey, off of me, but I had got, to do it as long as I could fit it because there's no way I'd be wearing that number five right now.
1: That's right, we got you in it, man. All of our linebackers were single digits. It's <laughs> the way we rolled, man. It's the <laughs> way we rolled because I believe it was five three, and I forget who the other linebacker was, but it was all we always did single digits for our linebackers. That's just. It's just what we did. So it was
2: it was that that number alone propelled my quickness
1: to a pick six. You're That's not wrong, and it didn't help. It didn't hurt that your head coach is running along the sideline right <laughs> with you the entire time. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I that was going to be my answer as well. I mean, we we talked about the fact that Jordan on in eighty, it just looked clunky. Like, he's so small that it, right. like, wrapped around him. Exa- like it-
2: There's not enough frame.
1: Yeah, they're just you're exactly right. There was not enough frame for the, for a double-digit number, especially one that starts with an 8. Like, you could do, like, an 11 right. or, like, you know, something along those lines. But a single-digit was going to be a Big block ideal. 8, a big block 0. Yes. Like, 5? That's right on the money, man. I think my like,
2: next favorite was Jeremiah Love going to 4. I don't know why. Really? A lot of people 12- are upset about that. They wanted him to stick with 12. No, I like that four number. I, I think I, I'm a fan of your your like dynamic players being single digit. I don't me know too. what it is, but I no, think it's me just too. I, I don't I if I it, that would be a rule a stupid yeah. rule of mine if I ever like was a coach of a team like all of our best players are wearing single
1: digit numbers. <laughs> it was not it was not an accident that all of our best players wore single digits. We, <laughs> we handed out the uniforms. I don't know if you remember that, Jess, but we we gave the uniforms to the kids like you're going to be this you're going to be that that way nobody would argue about what number they were getting we handed them out they went to they went a certain way for a certain you <laughs> coaches know.
2: had a meeting sh- strictly based on num- names on the board all right we're assigning numbers
1: yeah oh we did too man we had like a draft we did the whole thing <laughs> like, we were out of control we were out of control but yeah i i would have loved to see cam williams Get a single digit because I think he's eight in high school, and I think he's going to be seventeen at Notre Dame, and that may be just a placeholder as a freshman. It's a very freshman number. Yeah, a lot of times that's kind of how that works. Uh, I would like to see him as a single digit. I think that could be really, really good. I I wanted to look because they actually did update their website. Believe it or not, that's usually not something that happens very often. Uh, There's going to be two zeros, which I like that. Well, I guess there was always two zeros with Colsey and Watts. We just never saw Colsey. Uh, on the field very often. There's going to be a a number one uh, in Jordan Clark, which I dig. Uh, I was looking to see if there's any single digits offensively that have not been handed out. And that would be six, seven, six and seven. So those are still available. So I'm a little surprised they didn't get snatched up unless they're going to be snatched up by guys that are coming in the summertime and they've already been assigned kind of a situation. So I guess that's, I think Chris Mitchell will look good in
2: 10. I like that number. Yeah. Um, I like RG open wearing nine at defensive end. I think that's pretty cool.
1: I like nine. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I do like nine.
2: I like Jaden Osbury going to number four as a linebacker. I think that'll look good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think number 11 and I know it's, it's Micah Bell, but I just think number eleven's a cool number in general. You know, sticks.
1: I don't know. I just oh, I I love always find that to be I, a good number. I was always eleven in baseball, and I was gonna, I was gonna wear eleven as a coach. But the school I coached at did not even have an eleven, <laughs> so couldn't even go down that road. Unfortunately, I was like, man, I may have to work out to like fit into it. I may have to, you know, work this out. But Vince was geared up.
2: He had his motivation. Oh,
1: I was so ready. Like that was always my number. So I had to wear my football number as the baseball coach, which was 21. So it was a little bigger. So that was nice, a nice little XL. So you know fit me, <laughs> fit me a lot better. So but uh Ant VR says he wishes KVA took five. KVA was 27 in high school, he's gonna be 27 in college, too. So uh he you know, would that's... look sweet in five, though. Oh, he would look great. 27, as much as I love JD Bertrand, that's not a linebacker number. I'm sorry. I'm... No, I, I think five, I mean. I think staying away from five is a good call because there would be too many comparisons to Manti Teo. Yeah. And I and I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. So I would have been fine with a single digit of some sort, but I would have told him to kind of stay away from five. Man,
2: you're really making me relive the glory days. I forgot Manti was around wearing that five just yes, around the was. same time I was wearing that five. He was, and I have a feeling that
1: might have been part of it.
2: Yes, we love numbers, Mr. 2.0. Yeah, we do. To talk about,
1: I could do a whole show on numbers, it makes a
2: difference, in my opinion. Like, I think certain guys should not
1: be wearing certain numbers. Just saying, just saying. All right, okay. So, on three, put out a top 10 list of college coaches. Okay, I'm very interested to see. Your thoughts on this list. We could make a whole show on this list, but I'm going to go through them. Ten to one, and I want you to tell me if you buy or sell it as a whole, okay? Okay. Ten, Lane Kiffin Ole Miss. Nine, Lincoln Riley at Southern Cal. Eight, Kyle Whittingham, Utah. Seven, Mike Norvell, Florida State. Six, Dabo Sweeney, Clemson. (laughs) Five, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas, four, Ryan Day, Ohio State, three, Kalen DeBoer, Alabama, two, Brian Kelly, LSU, and the number one coach according to on three, Jesse Simonton specifically, Kirby Smart from Georgia. Um, As soon as you said Lane Kiffin at 10,
2: uh, I immediately disagreed, and it's not because I... I am a Lane Kiffin hater. I think he should be higher than that list, to be honest, higher on sure. that list. Um, I, I think Kirby Smart definitely deserves to be one. Um, Agreed. I think basically like after Kirby Smart, I have discrepancies with everyone. Like, yeah, Brian Kelly is not at two, never won a national championship. Nope. Um, Kalen DeBoer. I would have higher than Brian Kelly at three because I I think he's done more with less type but situation. Would, but would you have
1: him at two? Like I I think no, he wouldn't both be of at two lower. Yeah, yeah, but
2: I I have DeBoer over Brian Kelly. Um, I would not have Ryan Day at four. I think he's you know I mean the guy's nickname is literally like third base because everything <laughs> was just handed to him, right? Like, what did he deserve to get to that sure. spot at Ohio State? It, it, like the and the thing that sticks out the most to me is like Dabo Sweeney should be number two. Like the guy has yes. national championships and built a dynasty 100%. at Clemson for like five years. Like how is he like that is so disrespectful to <laughs> to have Brian Kelly and Ryan yeah. Day ahead of Dabo Sweeney?
1: Really? How what is are he we talking six? about? He's right automatically at number two. Automatically until he retires, he's number two. Unless somebody bypasses him with the amount of you know national championships, right. or whatever. But six is a joke, is an absolute joke. I'm sorry. It's and like, I know there's people out there that don't like them, but it doesn't matter. That's a joke. And
2: the thing is, is like, I I, I couldn't give you a, a one through 10 on the spot. I can only comment on what was presented to me and <laughs> whether or not I believe that they deserve their rightful um, position. Like Steve Sarkeesian, like, has he been successful? Yeah, but like, what has he done as an actual head coach? Like the winningness, right? Right. And so again, how is he ahead of Dabo Sweeney? Mike Norvell. I like I don't I don't think Mike's done you know a, a whole bunch. Kyle Whittingham, I don't know too much about Utah, but like Utah they're consistent, like, they're consistently yeah, good. But when did, did they but, win the pack? When have they won the pack? As but they're a not great. They're consistently right. good, but they're not great. They're kind of like that step below Penn State, in my opinion. Um, Lincoln Riley, like handed a good situation at Oklahoma handed a good situation at usc i think that this is his ultimate kind of test year what is he going to do with you know the no longer like he, he's got a, a a tough task ahead of him uh at usc no more caleb williams I, I the portal isn't as abundant as it used to be you're playing a big 10 schedule uh i just don't i don't buy it and so like I just don't buy Brian Kelly, Ryan Day, Steve Sarkeesian, Mike Morvell, <laughs> Lincoln Riley. Like those, that's like more than half the list. And I, I just don't agree with it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with, with you. I how's Harbaugh not on that list? That, well, because he's not a college coach anymore. Oh, okay. I guess he's that's out. true. All right. And and right. and obviously Saban's out because he's not a college coach anymore. Um, so that obviously opens up room at the top. Okay, I get that, but the only one they got right here, in my opinion, is Kirby Smart. He's number one, yeah, same, and I don't, and I don't think that's arguable, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. Number two, you got to put Dabo. He's the only other person on this list with a national championship, and he's got a couple, so yeah, he I, doesn't have just one, <laughs> right? It wasn't a fluke. I, I mean, I how do you? Ha- I, I don't understand how you have him at six. I I just I honestly don't. Now, when you move Dabo up to two. Then you've got like you know three through ten. I think is you know debatable. Right. Um, that's I, where it I, gets. You know, I I you know Mike Norvell is a good coach. Is he a top ten coach? Okay, no. maybe but not top five. Um, you know Ryan Ryan Day. You're right. Born <laughs> on third base. Completely agree with that. Kalen DeBoer. <laughs> the reason his stock is so high is because he got the Alabama job. Like that. Yeah. That's why his stock is as high as it is.
2: Yeah, Is but he, he kind of worked his way up to get there. I have more sure. respect for that coaching style than Ryan Day. That's oh, what I was ultimately absolutely. getting at. Like, the absolutely. man started all – what was he – he was at, like, a D3, right? Or maybe yeah. even lower. Any I I can't remember. But then, he, you know, he made his way through the MAC. And then it, he had several stops along the way. He just didn't jump to Alabama or to right. Washington or anything like that. If you force me to
1: take these 10 and put them in <laughs> – excuse me, put them in order – You know, it would be Kirby, then Dabo. Then I would probably, honestly, I'd probably have Sarkeesian. I think he's a good coach. Um, Then I would have Lane Kiffin, then DeBoer, then Whittingham, then, you know, some combination of Ryan Day, Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley. Yeah you know that that that's where i would that's how i would do it right and it is difficult to take out my disdain for for brian kelly i get that and he's a <laughs> top 10 coach i'll give that to him as well that's fine but he's never won a national championship in division one nor has he won a new year's six game in division one so why is he the number two coach in college football according to this bozo i'm sorry that's that's ridiculous uh, i'm Sorry.
2: As soon as I saw Dabo below all those people, I was like, what are we doing? The guy has multiple national championships.
1: Right. Right. Multiple. Yes. And Brian Kelly has national championships at Grand Valley State. Not quite the same. Grand Valley State is. That is not, you know, name me the last five national champions at that level. You probably couldn't do it. So I'm sorry. He does not belong in the number two slot. He just doesn't. You know. Okay. Anyway We got one more here. Final Sean edition. Myers
2: has entered the chat. I don't know if you oh, noticed that.
1: No. <laughs> oh, he says, uh, how much would you pay to see BK in a Smedium number two jersey? Ooh.
2: Is he giving me the LS, uh, the LSU accent too? Is this like Is a recruiting it, a recruiting trip where he's got the, the smedium jersey on and he's it's he's gonna, gonna be the camera something. that goes around? <laughs> He's got the 360, and he's you know dancing with the recruit. Yeah, flexing in that. <laughs> I pay ten bucks. I think. <laughs> I'd like to like oh. it was exclusive content, and you had to get like X amount of money out of me, and then I could like unveil the picture or the oh, video. Yeah, yeah. I I think I would do. uh
1: I'd give it a solid ten bucks. Wow, I I would wait just to make sure that I, I get the photo leaked. <laughs> if that's if that's, that, the that's route I'd yeah, I'm, I'm the Chicago Cubs of, uh, you know, paying money. <laughs> Just wait it out so the price comes down. Wait for that devaluation. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, final question of the night. Have you seen the Colin Cowherd bit on Taylor Swift? Is he fair or foul in his take?
2: Yeah, so for anyone that hasn't seen this popular – of course it's become popular because every Taylor Swift – fan is reposting it and saying, you know, Oh, like Colin Cowherd. Yeah. Everyone listen to Colin Cowherd. All it is Colin Cowherd basically said, there's a bunch of lonely men out there who hate on Taylor (laughs) Swift (laughs) because she takes up 25 seconds of a three and a half hour production. And there are so many insecure men out there in the world that want to say, Oh, I just want my football and don't want to acknowledge the beautiful, talented, young woman on the screen, but if they were, you know, cutting to Tom Brady or, you know, a musician or, you know, whoever a male figure would be that there wouldn't be a, as much of an issue, but because it's Taylor Swift and that 25 seconds out of a three and a half hour production, you know, it's, it's basically showing the insecurity wow. of men, mm. lonely men. And so while <laughs> I think it's a bit extreme, like Colin <laughs> Howard usually is, He's very good about going on these monologues, right? Like he, he oh, opens yeah, his show thing. with these yeah. like very deeply scripted kind of monologues, right? I think there is some truth to what he's saying. I wouldn't go as deep as what he's saying, but like I don't mind the Taylor Swift stuff. Like I I don't I don't get up in arms about it. Like I don't think it's overplayed out like like think about it. She is the most successful artist And she's on a platform, CBS, that also puts on the Grammys and other awards. Like, why would you not cross platform like that? Like, I don't. This isn't a Taylor Swift decision. This isn't a Chiefs decision. This is a CBS decision. We watch plenty of stupid commercials, you know, waiting for coming back to action in the game. And so I don't care about the 25 seconds that I see Taylor Swift. Like, I don't. I don't think it's a big deal and so at the end of the day do so i think colin cowherd is a little bit you know exaggerating that the, it is this these insecurities of men yeah but also at the same time i think people could calm down and just take the 25 seconds that we have
1: to see taylor swift that's fair i mean i will say i don't mind the taylor swift thing like i don't get all up in arms about it like everybody else does i i think that colin cowherd is reading a little bit too much into it <laughs> right? um, but, but I mean, that's
2: his thing though he loves to stretch things out you're, right you're like, not wrong
1: you, you are not wrong and that's why we're talking <sighs> about it and your dad actually made a really good point and since he's here he'll hear me compliment him he made a, he made a really good point that almost every time that they showed her in the afc championship game she was in the back of the suite like she's not exactly in the front row trying to be seen it, it's not up to her Right. Per se. She's in the back just talking to people or, you know, obviously watching the game and, and cheering and doing all those things. But she's not in the in the front, like, look at me, look at me. Like, that's not happening. She's in the back just doing her thing. It's not her fault that CBS decides that she needs to be on camera. So I, I give her credit for that. And then I said, I would rather have them cut to Taylor Swift as opposed to the Kelsey's mom. So... Yeah. I'm kicking between the two, I'd rather watch Taylor Swift.
2: <laughs> well, I'd rather see that than like the Mahomes, you know, uh, his brother, Mahomes' wife. Like, I, I think there's a lot. Let me put it like this. There's a lot worse things that we could be looking at than Taylor Swift for 25 seconds of a football game. And, you know, a lot of people are going to make the argument, well, Taylor Swift has nothing to do with football. I mean, again, but look at how many commercials we see that have nothing to do with football, you know, in between. It, it, you know, all the stuff that goes on. And so it's just like there are so, there's only – and this was another point that Cal had made. We as fans only see 18 minutes uh, on average of actual football during a football game. Like, you know, a play, players – you know, an actual play that's going on because in between plays they're cutting here, they're there, they're talking about this or that. They're showing the fans. Like we only see 18 minutes of actual football play. And so, again right. – for all the other minutes in a three and a half hour show that isn't football related, I don't think that argument can be made as valid because we see tons of stuff in three and a half hours that is non-football related.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh just for, for our, our buddy John, he says, uh, you know, how does Taylor Swift get such good seats? Quick Google search, my man. How much is Taylor Swift's <laughs> net worth? One point one billion. <laughs> One point one and she's also billion. dating a
2: player that probably plays for everyone <laughs> in that suite. So
1: I mean she makes more money than every single player combined. Okay, like <laughs> she can sit wherever the she hell hurting she wants. for those coins. <laughs> she's it's not a problem, okay. She she hey the suite's gonna cost a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, here you go. Like cash, no problem. So yeah, but uh so anyway. I don't have a problem with Taylor Swift. I think I I do think that I think it's kind of funny how people
2: like not outrage people get, but how much it actually bothers people. Like I again, I genuinely like she is a very successful, good looking person. Like I don't care that she
1: pops on my screen doesn't matter for ten seconds twice a game. This is gonna sound ridiculous. I don't think she's like super attractive.
2: No, I don't got a weird little face.
1: I agree with that. Like but at the same time, it doesn't bother me. It just doesn't. I don't know. It's just uh, like people get so upset when they show ex-player's family or girlfriend or wife or, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know. It's human interest, man. There's people watching the game that don't care about the game, and they want that other crap. And that's exactly. fine. <laughs> it doesn't bother me because as long as I don't miss any action that's actually occurring on the field, I don't care. I really don't. Because I might probably be taking a piss anyway when they're showing Taylor Swift. Well, and it's crazy because it's
2: just like it's it's if you're CBS, how can't you not show Taylor Swift again? Just talking about like knowing that they're affiliated with the Grammys and other (laughs) music awards, like how like you are doing yourself a disservice if you're not showing her. And so it's just I it just makes sense. I don't I don't mind it, and I think that's where I got to leave it.
1: Yep, fair enough. And that's where we're gonna leave it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on <laughs> Mailbag Wednesday. Really appreciate it. Sean's in the chat changing our format. Uh, he wants to give out points to people. I think he just wants, like, the power of the joysticks and just giving people <laughs> points and whatnot. I think that would be fun. I want to beat you. So I want points. I want points. I just I don't think, know that I, I – think I at
2: one point we need to do this, like, an around the horn style. where That's what he's saying. He just, yeah. yeah, he just awards points for – and, and then I need a, I need to be cut off because I talk too much. That's the other. Well, that's you, need true. Like, you need to they, cut they, my mic.
1: They do. Uh, they do have like timers and stuff, don't you they? You lose so points
2: if you start saying too much.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good. Yeah, see, that's a good point. I'll be worried a little bit about nepotism with Sean handing out the points, though. I don't know. He'd given more points to you. He's related. There's a lot of power in that one position. There is, man. There's a lot of power in that position. I don't know how I feel about it. Whatever. Well, I think it's something we need to discuss, though. We need to figure out a way <laughs> to hand out points. Maybe that's the new Friday format. That's, ooh, there we go. And we just got to figure out the uh, actual, uh, you know, technical side of things and how yeah. to hand them out. See, but we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure this out. So, all right, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. We Somehow we almost made it to 730. I don't know how we did it, but once again, we made it happen. So thanks everybody for joining. Make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button, that notification bell. Share with your family and friends. Do all the fun stuff that helps us and costs you nothing. But what will cost you something, BoardNotHoursBreakdown.com. You never know when there's going to be news. Chad Bowden being pursued by Michigan. News. It's on the board. Riley Leonard's ankle surgery. That's not a big deal it's on the board and you would have gotten that information right away if you
2: want to show up to the function with the latest notre dame news yeah you know where to get it at the
1: real news if you
2: want to show up and be the smart guy in the room and everyone be like wow that guy knows what he's talking about then sign up for the boards i'm
1: just saying i'm just i ran it into it was a, a long way i ran into a complete stranger uh, at a soccer tournament He, we started talking from notre dame football and he's like i don't know if you've ever heard of irish breakdown but they got the they got the best information <laughs> I, and it was like freezing cold. I was outside, took off my hat. And he's like, <gasps> and I was like,
4: <laughs> I know Irish Breakdown.
1: <laughs> I know Irish Breakdown. But uh, anyway, so join, subscribe, do all the fun stuff. We'd really appreciate it. So until tomorrow, when it'll be the two of us again, we'll talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.